Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers, up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fan Zone Podcast. Pleasure to have you all with us. Uh, we are certainly looking forward to this one. Uh, same rules apply as always. If you are listening along and you think you've got something to add to what we're talking about, perhaps you'd like us to, to discuss something, get your comments in as we go along. Um, l- the last episode was was absolutely unbelievable. There were, there were so many of you contributing, so thank you very, very much for that. Uh, and we're, we're looking forward to get this one going. Uh, obviously, the Wanderers took a trip to Wickham in what was... Uh, the podcast this week is called Jekyll and Hyde and Jekyll. Last week we had Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have Jekyll and Jekyll. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But <laughs> just Jekyll, yeah. Um, but we will head into this week's episode and we hope you enjoy. So, coming up on tonight's episode, what can you expect? We will have, of course, our post-match reactions where we look at yesterday's game against Charlton and what exactly happened for the Wanderers. We will also, of course, follow that with our fan zone man of the match. Who will win that award? You'll have to keep watching the rest of the episode to find that one out. We'll then follow that with Colin's pre-match presser where we look ahead to our next fixture. And last but not least, you'll have your very own Chris Dawson's The Fan Zone Fan Focus. Stay tuned and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Just thought we'd uh, treat you all with something a little bit different. Uh, we're experimenting with things. Um, so, yeah. Did anyone spot the deliberate mistake? What was that? Ben's jumper. <laughs> yeah, no, he mentioned our last game, which was against Charlton, which it wasn't. It was against Wickham. Yeah, but that's not important, is it? Anyway, moving on. Welcome to this evening's episode. Thank you all for joining us. We can see plenty of comments already falling through the chat so good evening to you all good evening chris alex david it's a, a pleasure to have you all with us and uh yeah wickham it was uh it was a good game weren't it uh we will of course now jump into our post-match reactions So, Wanderers fans, get your comments in as we go along. What did you think of the game last night? Chris, you were there, so we'll hand over to you first. How did you uh, How did you find last night's game? Um, we belted. We were. It was, um, the, yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell. Exactly that. Exactly that. It was, David. It, it was... It was, yeah, being put through the ringer, basically. We're freezing. I hate that ground. There were less than 5,000 on. There were 750 of us and who just made all the noise. Um, it was, yeah, it was proper roller coaster of emotions. That, that sorry, I, I, if you hear any weird noises, I've got the dog under my desk. So, a <laughs> bit, bit of a different, different spin on the pod tonight. 
So this is, I, I don't think he'll come up because he's a big German shepherd. And... Hello, Mojo. He's <laughs> <laughs> <You're laughs> <saying> hello. That <laughs> is definitely his dog and not his penis. Just so <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a different name for his penis, and we'll yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not Keith Lard either, Peter. Thank you. Oh, no, no, am I Bob, Bobby Madley? Well, hello. <laughs> He's a big one. <laughs> Hang on. I'm just going to let him out. <laughs> right. Oh. And, uh, and I'm... Well, <laughs> go on. You won't go out now. Um, yeah. It was... It, it, it was. It was every emotion rolled into, what, 95, 96 minutes. Um, first half, we were sublime. Um Obviously, everybody's gone off on the second half, like previous games, like Reading, like Northampton, etc., etc. I thought it was slightly different in the sense that obviously they scored that uh, that goal very, very early doors. Um, seen a lot of people criticising our defending at the edge of the box, which in in games gone by, yeah, I'd agree with that. But there were two players nearly here when he hit it. And he hit it, he hit it so well. It was an absolute perler. Um, and I think that rocked us. So regardless of how we were set up for that second half, you, you've already taken that sucker punch early doors with an absolute blinder of a goal. But obviously, as the title of the pod says... Jekyll and Hyde and Jekyll, we we said no. Um, I think it was a bit of a it was a bit of a combination of them. When they got back to two all, they seemed to run out of ideas. Wickham, that is. Um, they just seemed bereft of ideas. They got, I think mean, they just got a bit giddy. They got back to two all. Like, oh great, let's just hold it. Um, and we weren't for having it. Um, and we drove on. And um Oh, oh, he's brilliant. Obviously, Toll's goal and then Molly's intentional penalty. He's obviously seen a gap between the keeper's hands. Uh, gone for it. Um, no pressure. Like, out of 750 Bolton fans, about 690 ran to the front. <laughs> In the front like that. It was like, oh, my God. I was like, what are they doing? It's like, oh, my God. Uh, but... But no, it was superb. It was a brilliant night. One of those class wanderers away days. Um, and on to Charlton for me. Get in. Do you Gary. think that do you think that um Wickham were probably stuck between a bit of a rock and a hard yeah, place when it's I think so. the was, second goal? Yeah. Do we go yeah. for it? Do we hold it? You know what? You know, we've we've been saying about um you know this second half capitulation thing and Last night, yeah, we, we were poor. Of course we were. We weren't at the levels we were in that first half. But Wickham really, really upped the game. They really, really did. Um, and it was it, the parallels to Port Vale were, were uncanny. And again, they did exactly the same thing. They really upped the game. They really came at us. They didn't have they didn't pay us any respects as they did in the first half. The parallels were, 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 as I say, uncanny. So whilst, yeah, there is an issue with our second-half performances, I think you, you really need to start giving credit 
to the teams that we're playing against for, yeah. for imposing themselves on us and us having to really sort of batten down the hatches. It's not a huge sloppy passing. I get that. I know that. But give them some credit. Um, yeah. So, no, but, but all in all, very, very pleased. I've been numerous times before, never seen us score. So to, to back four was just an absolute joy. So, Made up for those previous. Oh, three, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just been, Let's hope we never have to go again. Eh? Oh, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. I don't know if, if any of you have ever been out there. I'm sure plenty have. On a ground on a, a really pokey old industrial estate. I don't mean this to be disrespectful to, to Wickham, but it's it's not great. It really is. <laughs> well, and I, I, I don't think any of us before the game were expecting Wanderers to come away with, with four goals, uh, especially at a place like Wickham. Um, I think in in the preview that Colin did with with George, it was addressed quite clearly that it was a tough place to go. Um, and so, I, what were your thoughts to to come away not only with three points but to to bag four and and, and show that resilience and grit and determination to pin them back after after giving up a, a two nil two nil lead? I think that's the thing that. I take away most from that game, the fact that we got the Jekyll again. And I think on the last pod, when we did our little preview, I'd requested some last mini limbs. <laughs> and we got some. <laughs> um, we've um, we've got to we've got to show that togetherness. And I know some people there's, there's all this kind of chatter about the players are not happy, this and that and the other. But you could see from you could see how much it meant to them. Tolly's Tolly's first oh. play. I know. It was great. When, um, did, you see, did you see the bit when it showed the replay on the big screen? No, I so didn't really show it. At the end of the game, all the players went to Toll to congratulate him on his goal. And literally as they did it, they replayed the, his goal on the big screen. And they were all they were all watching it. Uh. <laughs> it was it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Sorry, yeah, yeah, no, um, it's fine. Interrupt me with a nice little tail. That's nice. Just for this, just for this. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't remember what your question was, Ben. Some about scoring four goals. I don't know. What mm, did you say? Yeah. Are, are, are you happy with it, Ange? Oh God, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there was a period of about 25 minutes when I was having a coronary, but um, yeah, I to, to come back again and to, to turn it around away from home at a place where, like we've said, we don't go and we don't score, let alone win, then absolutely, massive, massive win for me, that. Absolutely. And Carl... 4-2, it was uh, obviously a cracking scoreline, but it, it was in question at times when Wickham came back. Uh, obviously, the early one right on the stroke of the second half um, really sort of set the pace of the game then. Uh, and they pulled one back. Do you think it was too early for Wickham to get that second goal? Do you think they could have done with it a bit later on or perhaps a bit sooner? Um, and, and what are you expecting from Charlton and what needs to happen at, from sort of maybe a tactical point of view or, you know, an, an energising point of view? What needs to happen to, to sort of to prevent teams getting a sniff? I don't know about 
scoring too early. I think I think ironically, my my dad put in earlier on that yeah. he, he scored a little bit too early. It's, it's, fair, it's a fair kind of assessment, but I don't think you could ever score too early, can you? Scoring a goal, scoring a goal, regardless of when. I think what I would say, I think I think it I think it took them to score a screamer to get back into it. Sorry, sorry. We've all just seen that comment, so we can't. Can I? Uh, can I get it? <laughs> for the for the benefit of those listening post this evening on Apple and Spotify, the question from Chris Jenks about Colin is: Quick question: Is the guy in the bottom left streaming from his toilet? Why? What? What? what <laughs> Is it a bit? I totally get where you're coming from. Like a toilet. It's the decor. That's a decorative two stars. Yeah. We've got a little candle holder. A candle and a lantern. I've got a candle in our toilet because I'll tell you why it's needed. Oh, it's a Wednesday. Why do we do this on a Wednesday? Whoever said this? Who said that? Chris, Chris, welcome. Yeah, welcome to the pod, Chris. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for me, my missus decided what decorative items we're having. <laughs> I, I couldn't give two flying hoots, to be fair. But. Carl, you look a bit flushed. No, I'm just, thinking about, I'm just thinking about what I want to say, really, to be honest. Um, right, okay. What, what, what was the question again, Ben? He's <laughs> doing it me. Doing me. What do you think needs to happen now for Charlton uh, to sort of keep teams away from from getting a sniff back into the game? Do you think there's anything that needs to to change? Do you think it's a personnel change that might help with it? What do you think? um, Oh, he's definitely in his toilet. Oh, Oh, you're back. You you cut out for a minute. Yeah, then I should cut out. Um... I think the game against Charlton will be a completely different kettle of fish because I think they're on, other than losing last night, especially at home, a bit of a, on a rich kind of vein of form. So obviously I think that there'll, there'll be an element of expectation when it comes to their fans um, and what they expect from their team. So yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a different game. So I, I don't think we've got anything to concern ourselves. I think we'll just go and play our usual expansive self and, I think we'll have plenty of the ball and and, and it'll be a very much a possession-based game for both teams. So, sure we want to look forward to that. I think there'll be plenty of goals in that one. Mm. Absolutely. I hope so. Colin, have you, have you told us a fib? Your dad's yes, just sir. stitched your eye up. I picked the stars. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Lawrence I remember the shot I remember the shot that we got them from and I, I certainly didn't pick the stars. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it, it's a Wednesday pod, I think. I think they all wild. These are the ones that annoy me. I'm going to start going in the gap. Things are a little bit more, you know, adult. Who was it who, 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 was it who called them grumpy ass last time we had a Wednesday pot? Oh, was one it Brandon? People, I think it might have been Brandon. I think it were. Anyway, let's move on, and we'll give it over to you for your fan zone man of the match. Okay, ladies and gents, so you know the score. If you want to pop your man of the match in the chat, if you'd like to elaborate as to why, um, 
I think there are quite a few shouts for this one this after yesterday. Um, we'll go to Ben to see what you thought and who is your man of the match. Uh, my man of the match is someone I talk about pretty frequently on this pod, uh, and it is one and only Josh Sheehan. Um, I'm running out of, of words to describe him. Yeah. Um, I wish I could just play a clip of the last time I, I phrased him or something. Um, <laughs> I, I can't say it. I'll get told off. Um, it, no, it, he's just he's just fantastic, isn't he? Um, he's on the ball work. He, he's off the ball work. It's actually something that's worth mentioning because it's getting better and better every single week. I think he made three recoveries. Um, in the last game and that was an area of his game that, that he needed to work on i know there were a few calls that he was a bit lightweight on the ball and perhaps didn't get involved as much um and we've said for a while that he's a luxury player but if he can carry on his off the ball work and his recoveries and his defensive duties then he's very much turning from a, a luxury player to actually a necessity in that starting 11. so for me sheehan is is just yeah Every week he, he reaches new heights, uh, so it's fantastic to see. So for me, Josh Sheehan. And on that vein, I don't often agree with your tweets, do I, Colin? But I think you put one out about protecting him at all costs. <laughs> I, I absolutely yeah. agree that he needs yeah. protecting at all costs. Yeah, um, I, I go just on, Colin. That. We'll go over to you anyway. Who are you having? It's, it's inevitable. To be honest with you, I, I, I did look at the, the game yesterday, and as I always say when, when I'm not in attendance, whenever I watch it on iFollow or whatever you know network they use or whatever they stream it through through at the moment, it, the coverage is absolutely woeful, and it's always hard to kind of gauge who you think is the man of the match. Because um, I, I was talking between... Um, I, was to, I was kind of talking between quite a few, a couple of players... Um, the lads centre half we got a loan from sorry we signed over from Port Vale in the summer um, Gethin Morley Gethin Morley as Chris likes to call him I was waiting for that then I was just waiting for you to say Gethin Morley Chris and you did it um, no but you know he, he's been impressive hasn't he let's be honest in recent weeks I thought, it was unlucky, I, I, was, I thought it was unlucky to be dropped at the weekend um, and I thought he played very well yesterday as well Um but obviously, the, the, the inevitable is that Josh Sheehan is just standing out like a sore thumb, isn't he? Let's be honest. He's, what is, what's evident is he's, he's very, very confident. And, and I think getting that Wales call up has took him on to that next level because I think he realises that he's got, an, he's got an half a chance of getting to the Euros um, if he continues to perform and continues to look like he's going to be playing in the Championship next season. So he's, he's got his own personal goals and I think that's becoming evident in his game. He's improving week on week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he got two assists as well yesterday, didn't he? So that's another thing you can't really shy away from. Oh, what an assist. That first ball, that ball through. Oh. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Nice. Great vision. Great run, great run as well, to be fair, from yeah, was. Thomason. Do Thomason, does he? No, no. And obviously, like you say, that's something that he's wanted to try to add to his game. I mean, I mentioned it on the last podcast, he'd be good to be sighted scoring a few goals. And he, he obviously went and scored yesterday, so fair play to him. Um, but yeah, Josh Sheen, excellent again. Just before we move on to Chris, can we just touch a little bit on somebody who impressed me yesterday isn't my man of the match, but, but in that first half, potentially showing us what has been seen in him with Paris Magoma. Mm. 
I thought yeah, that I was a really good, really good first half. Yeah, I, I, I tweeted yesterday about him during the game, and it, I, I'll, I'll stand by what I said. I, I think he's he's too good. For, he's he's going to be too good for this level. He stands out like he, he stood out so much yesterday. And considering he hasn't played for a long time either properly, it was his first start. Um, yeah, he, he's he's obviously got a lot about his game, and he's just that. I think up here he's just got that one. He's that one step ahead from what I can see. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching him yesterday and excited to watch what else he can bring. In fairness. However long we've got him. Yeah, Callum, Callum mentioned it. Um, on, I think he might have mentioned it either off, off her or whilst we did the preview, Sean, uh, on Monday. He really likes him. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, that's a yeah. why. Uh, Chris, who is your man of the match? Um yeah, I'm pretty much the same as, as most in the sense that, that there are a few options. I thought, just closing off on Magoma, that um, his his game was ruined by the referee yesterday, who gave him a yellow card for something which was, as we saw it live... Isn't that his first? Innocuous. Isn't that even sports, we and, and it, it, There was a lot of that last night with Dion, with Vic, that if there was any kind of 50-50 challenge we went in for, we seemed to be on the wrong end of it. It, it just it just got really, really frustrating. Um, and, yeah, and I, it, it ruined what was a, a brilliant performance by Magoma by getting that yellow card because a lot of what he was doing well was breaking up play, um, which obviously you need to have that, you know, bit of bite about you. And if you're on a yellow card, you've got to be, you've got to be a bit careful. So that was ruined. I thought Will Forrester was brilliant again. His tackle at the end of the first half. I tell you what, if you got that wrong, that was a penalty. Um, mm. Absolutely brilliant. And yeah, he is getting Morley. That's but it. <laughs> there is no doubt in my mind he was. He looked. He, he looked ridiculous at times last night. This year, and he was different class. Different. You know what I've noticed, but you know what I've noticed with Sheen in recent weeks, he's, he's starting to frustrate the opposition as well with his yeah. play. Yeah, like really, that really. Saturday, they were so frustrated with him on Saturday because he's, they simply can't get anywhere near him. And no, it, it's it, the way he pivots. And I think for me, a lot of it is to do with him building confidence and building strength after his injury. I know it's you know it's been a couple of years since he sustained the injury. But an injury of that magnitude takes a long time because obviously you overcompensate on your opposite leg and other yeah. parts of you. Obviously, he damaged his knee, so your thighs and stuff like that overcompensate. So you you kind of off kilter. An imbalance, isn't there? Yeah. And now he seems to just be strengthening and strengthening his conditioning and his and and his balance and everything just seems to be getting better game on game. Um. Can't speak highly enough of him. He's just been unbelievable. So in a weird way, I remember back when because Ricardo Garda did his cruciate knee ligament yeah. three times when he played for us, and after each time he got better. He got better after each one, and in the yeah. end, he was like a complete player. You know, yeah. he scored like against like Bayern and things like that in Europe. But obviously, we'd had him a long time before he, before yeah. that. He'd done, he'd done his cruciate three times up until that point, and he got better after each one. 
not that it, that's obviously not going to the case, but I just find it it's quite mm. ironic, isn't it? Because he's he's got better, hasn't he? I've I've been done that same injury. Yeah. So hopefully the same the case for John for Jono. So to bring us to a end to this section, and I am going to make it a clean sweep with the Welsh wizard himself, Joshua Sheehan. Protects him at all costs. Yeah. With with that what with that, can I ask the, the, the chat and, and yourselves? Um when we do have Dempsey back um and Paris McGorm has played more minutes. We, do we have a way of protecting him, Shane, and obviously utilising the squad? And what would that midfield three look like? You know, uh, when I, I I don't think there's anyone in the squad that can replace him. Uh, I think other people can come in and change the game, but if you want a like for like replacement in that midfield, you're not getting anyone. They need a like for like, though, do you? No, no, and that's it. You can protect him by playing him less so in the games that might bypass him a little bit. We've said that for a while and slowly he's, he's showing that actually he can get a hold on more or less every game. But whether it's a case of bringing him on for the first 60, taking him off after 60 minutes and bringing someone on that can perhaps get it by the scruff of the neck a little bit more, whether it's you know Paris or Dempsey um, or the other way, you, you start one of them to bring Sheehan on if we're you know, needing some some spark in that midfield. Um, so I think midfield is probably one of the positions that we are actually quite fortunate with. I mean, whenever when, when we've got a full strength yeah. squad, yeah. You win, and, you win and lose your games in midfield as well, so it's good to have them options, isn't it? Three nice words. Three words for you. Carlos Mendes Gomez. Yeah, I, I mentioned him, have you? No. I tell you what. Good recruitment in the summer, isn't it? There's a lot to come. <laughs> you are saying again. Good recruitment in the summer, isn't it? I tell you what, the score's pretty not, strong. Not a sniff of what he's capable of. His, his goal against his goal against Salford in, in EFL, but other than that, we've not had a sniff of what what he's capable of. And um, we probably won't, possibly not till about January time. No. No, you're probably right. But what what a time for him to explode onto onto the scene. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Exciting. Did he? Um, did we? Chris, can I, can I ask you because I couldn't quite tell him on on the the iPod last night. Did um did we play double pivot again with the midfielders or was it more? No. I, know, I know he was bombing on uh, George Thompson. Were he was, his role was to, his role was really really distinctly different last night when Magoma sat behind him. Right. Um, and I thought that, I thought it was really interesting, and I think what it's done is it's highlighted the deficit that we've seen in the last few weeks. And no disrespect to him because he's played through pain, the the deficit that we've seen in that midfield in the last few weeks with with Dempsey carrying that injury. You you know you're fifty percent of a player light, um, yeah. and it makes a difference in that midfield, especially yeah. with the way that we play, and yeah. we're starting to see. Last night, Northampton a little bit as well in the first half, particularly that how effective our midfield can be when it's when you've got all cogs turning in that midfield, um, mm. and it's not been the case for a few weeks. So when he's back fully fit, yeah, it's exciting. Great options, great yeah. summer. 
Then you have it, your fan zone man of the match for Tuesday's game is Mr. Josh Sheehan. Just before we head into Cole's pre-match presser then, just a little shout out to our headline sponsors for this season, Eco Warm Windows. Unbelievable. Uh, we say it every week and we definitely mean it. Uh, if you want to find out, yeah, massive, the biggest of all shout outs. Uh, and if you want to find out more about our sponsors, then if you head over to our website, www.thefanzonepod.co.uk, you can find out more about Eco Warm Windows and the rest of them. I just thought something. Maybe, just maybe, I could get some new windows in my apparent bathroom. And you know, toilet. It's <laughs> an idea. Won't be doing it toilet, will they? Because they're dead small. That's <laughs> well, yeah. a big window, like, you know, believe it or not. window for a toilet. So, yeah, equal one windows. There you have it. If you're, if you're looking for some new bathroom windows, get in touch. <laughs> But we will now hand over for Cole's pre-match presser. Not, is that on the toilet on that picture, Cole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, Charlton Athletic on Saturday. Um, a, a grounds which is one of my favourite away grounds. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to it. Um, but historically speaking, we have got a pretty good record. Um, however, the game itself is um, coming where Charlton are actually in a pretty good vein of form at home, winning quite a few games uh, in recent weeks. Um, I know they, they, they won 4 0 uh, on the 21st of October against. Uh, Reading, pretty comfortable, uh, and they've got a danger man in, in Alfie May. Um, and obviously, we, we're going to have a few stats coming our way on that one pretty soon, Ben. But um, what are we all thinking ahead of Saturday's encounter? We'll start with Ange because I know she's going. So it'll be good Woo-hoo! to get her. I've never Thanks. been, I'm excited. <laughs> good one. Um, I am I, I'm, I'm more confident after last night than I was when we did the Sunday pod. Um, absolutely think we can get something out of it. You know, I don't do predictions as such, but we are going to come away with either one or three points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's I, what I was thinking I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little bit concerned, me, for Saturday. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not entirely confident as, as I would be in, um, in in normal time kind of times going down to the Valley. I think they're going to have a point to prove. Um, I think they got embarrassed last season because we battered them, even though I think it was only 2-1, was it? I think it was. But we absolutely battered them. And so obviously prior to that, we we, we, we hammered them as well. And I do think they've they've still got quite a few of the same players. Um, so, yeah, I think we might be in for a tough game, personally, on, on Saturday. Um, obviously, they've got a bit of it. I'm not a, usually a massive advocate of the, the new manager bounce and all that type of thing, but I, I do think it's kind of happening at, at Charlton at the moment. Um, he's manager, let's face it. Well, he's been there, got a t as well, and he'll 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 know and have a plan to go to deal with us. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely. I'll take a draw if I'm being yeah. honest. 
don't usually say that, me. I'm usually pretty confident and pretty positive, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'll take a draw on Saturday. Ben, what are you saying? Uh, pretty much in the same boat. Uh, I think it'd be easy for us to get carried away with our form with one loss in seven and go there and expect three points, uh, both for the fans and the players. And I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I'm sure Everett will have them grounded uh, more or less straight away. I think in his, his post-match interview, he said, you know, we can't get too high now. We have to come back down and get ready for what is going to be a really tough game on Saturday. And, and that's exactly it. Can't get carried away. We have to, to go there and do the business. Um, so, yeah, one point for me would be good. Um, but three, yeah, would set us in a really, really good spot after what's been a, a precarious patch of games. Yeah, uh, just to add to that, I think... Um... Alfie May is on nine goals so far, so obviously he's got a he's going to be an obvious threat, isn't he? Um, I know we, we talked about him in the summer as a potential target for us. Don't think we need him to be honest, but it's still a, a marksman that's pretty proven at this at this level, isn't he? Um, Chris, what are your thoughts ahead of the weekend? Um, yeah, I'm not taking anything for granted um, at all. Thinking about the week the schedule of the week for the players i'm surprised yeah. they're not staying down that down south um given obviously they were in wickham last night maybe they could have crashed at shazza's yeah i'm pretty sure it could fit them all in yeah it's only up road isn't it um but yeah it's a, it's a difficult and taxing week i think it was um i think Last night, there were some really, really shrewd tactical selections and, and, and personnel changes made by Everett in preparation for Saturday. Um, but yeah, I'd be happy, I'd be happy with a draw. Um, anything above that is obviously a massive bonus. These, the, the this trio of, of, of away games, Wickham, Carlton, Shrewsbury not easy not easy at all um so yeah we've got to be careful we've got to be careful um and like what like you're saying we have a post-match just got carried away so a draw yeah yeah i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty uh in agreement with what you're saying chris to be honest with you i'm not <clears throat> i'm not so sure whether we, we need to win i've seen alex put in that we need to win on saturday Personally, I'm not so sure whether you need need to win all the games mm -hmm. in so early on in the season. Obviously, it's important that you do. Yeah. But obviously, with, with the likes of Portsmouth and Oxford dropping points last night, that's just evident, the fact that teams at this level drop points against anybody. And we should know that better than anybody. So there's going to be, you know, them kind of like bumps and inevitabilities throughout the season. Um not necessarily sure it's an it's a it's a must win or a need to win game personally. I think well then what Alex, what do you mean by need to win? So do you mean yeah. points wise or do you mean kind of mentality wise and yeah from a mentality perspective you always need to win from a mentality point of view. He's probably thinking more along clawing the points back from to the top to the top two, I'm I'm surmising. Hmm need not it's, to lose i'll go with that leslie <laughs> it's a bonus that they've not got that that band off x factor playing for them anymore what were they called raksui or whatever they were called Raksui, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. he played for yeah. policy against newcastle in prem over there that yeah. was it's unfair yeah. having three of them isn't it 
Um, but yeah, he, he he was a he was massive for them last season. But they, they have recruited really really well in replacing him. Like you say, Cole, he was featuring for Palace as a starter in the Premier League recently. So mm. it's yeah, he's obviously a hell of a player. So him not being there as a bonus, but there's still yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. Absolutely. And for a little bit more of an in-depth look at what to expect from Charlton, we will hand over to your resident stat man, Callum. Good evening, ladies and gents of the Fanzone podcast. Today we are looking forward to the Charlton fixture. Here is what to expect. This season, Charlton have only scored one goal from a set-piece opportunity, but have outperformed their open play expected goals by five, meaning that they have scored the second most goal of this season with 17. Also, they look to play out from the back and have had 20 build-up attacks so far this season, seven less than Bolton. However, they will also attack directly with a long ball if they can. Alfie May seems to be the standout player, scoring eight goals so far this season. But Corey Blackett-Taylor will also have a threat because he has scored four and assisted five from the wing. This won't be plain sailing for the Rondos. Speaking of sailing, it's going to be a wet one, so bring your brollies. Back to you in the studio. Wonderful, wonderful little bit of a, of a clip there from Callum. We love you, Callum. Uh, you can't beat it. Uh, it is going to be a, a rainy day in Charlton, so make sure you bring your brollies. It better uh, not be. It, it is, unfortunately. Um, but yes, it's going to be a tough old game. Uh, I think they've, they've got some serious goals up front, as Callum said there. Um, you yeah. know, second most goals in the league. They've uh, And with the, the way that our defence has perhaps shaped recently, that's uh, probably an area of concern for the boys. If you want to f- perhaps get a little bit more of an insight into what to expect from Charlton, then our new series, The Preview, uh, will be live on Friday and we'll be joined by Charlton Live, uh, the, obviously the Charlton Athletic podcast. So if you want to find out a little bit more about what to expect, then you can head over to... Uh, the preview, which will be live on Friday at 7.30. So be there or be square. Just just to add to them then as well, obviously I did I did mine on, on Monday and, and what we tried to do is is trying to kind of condense them into like smaller podcasts. Obviously in this one we will do a deep dive, whereas on, on, on the preview we, we're really trying to kind of trim down during the half an hour kind of segment. Um, so it'll be really good to kind of get your feedback on obviously all of them so far. Uh, in any ways in which you feel we can improve or, or or kind of do better in that respect. Absolutely. All feedback is good feedback. Um, but without further ado, we will hand over to Chris for his fan zone fan focus. Evening. Um <laughs> Could have been something a bit different tonight. Thought we'd try it out. Well, I thought I would anyway. Um, so, give, given the schedule of tonight and when we got the post out for your feedback, it was a bit late in the day. People are out grafting and, and what have you. So, um, there were a few bits in there. But what? What was that? Benjamin. What was he saying? He can't, he, can't, he can't make gestures on a live podcast when we do when he's pre, when he's recorded and played out through iTunes and, and everything yeah. else. Well, if you want to if you want to see what gestures are happening on the podcast, then you've got to come and watch the live shows. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah, get the full effect. Um, 
but yeah, Ben didn't post it so late. That that was a crux of that basically. So so what we're gonna do, as I say, is something a little bit different. Um we're gonna talk a bit more about Josh Sheehan, aren't we? That's what we're gonna do. Um we're gonna have a little bit of a feature on him. Um so as I say, something a bit different, a bit of background into Josh, what he's all about, where he's come from. Um, and where he is now, which is obviously in imperious form in our midfield. So, uh, without further ado, and you're gonna have to bear with me, I'm not good on stuff like this. But Joshua Luke Sheehan, um, Sheehan Yester, the Welsh <laughs> wizard, or my, my personal favorite is Sheandalf, as in. <laughs> The Wizards, yeah, um, which is from Luca Wanderers, which I think is genius. His, his, his image for that is class, um, and it actually featured on Josh Ian's wife's um, Instagram account. She was that impressed. Um, so Josh is 28. He was born in Pembury, Wales, uh, on the 30th of March, 1995, and he stands at a lofty five foot seven, which is... 1.69 cents. He's actually taller than me. I wasn't sure if he was. But... What's that about a foot taller than you, Chris? For people, I was say, I've, I've, got, I've got a bit of a backstory to this. Um, so when we when we, when we played Charlie pre season, there's actually a very, very famous photograph of, of, of me with yeah, my hero, Mr. Lloyd Grove. Just prior to taking that picture, he was walking through the stand with Josh Ian, um, and I actually pushed Josh out of the way so I could get to, to his ear and take a picture. Um, yeah, he's taller than me, Brandon. Um, I found that out when I pushed him out of the way. So there you go. Anyway, there's a little bit of a cute backstory for you. Um, Is that because you pushed him and he didn't move? Don't be pushing him again now. Um, you know, oh, I, we have to protect him, don't we? I know. I'm doing. Um, but I only pushed him because he's taller than me. Um, so he signed for Swansea's Swansea City's Academy at the age of 10. Um, and he signed his first pro contract with Swansea in November 2012, um, which ran until 2015. Then, I mean, this is a, when you think about it, when you think about where he is now, and we're in 2023, October, only eight years ago. February 2015, he signed on loan for Yeovil Town. What level, what level were Yeovil at then, though? Because they were well, obviously, I'm sure they were in Marvin League. Bear League. with me, Colin. I will tell you. Hold your LCGs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on your toilet. Um, yeah. So he signed for Yeovil on an emergency loan initially, just for a month. Um, and that was extended until the end of the season. He made 13 appearances for Yeovil. Unfortunately, Colin, Yeovil were relegated to League Two. League One. Yeah. So they were they were punching, weren't they? Yeovil back then. Um so were they are we just underachieving? Um well, where are they now? Well, yeah, but where are we and where should we be? And oh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's like, you know, it, you know, it's um, he's come a long way. He's come a long way. I mean, we yes. claim we should be higher, but anyway. Um, History would suggest we should. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, 
Josh went back to Swansea and and took a bit of a backward step. He actually captained their under twenty ones um, for a period, and he actually led them to the under twenty one development league two title, um, which earned him a new contract with Swansea. Um, he was there from twenty fourteen to twenty eighteen. On a full-time contract, and he made one appearance, which was in the League Cup against Rotherham. So that was his Swansea career in a nutshell. Um, thank you, Matthew. Um, Yeovil are now top of the National League South. Well, wow. I've been to Yeovil away actually in um, a, league, a league game. I think it was when they were in the Championship. Um, I do recall it being a very similar ground to the ones that we play out these days, very small, and it was a bit like Hackington actually, with no roof, if I remember rightly. Um, so as we as we move on through Josh's career in August 2016, he joined Newport County on loan again, another loan deal. Uh, he went on to make 20 appearances, he scored five goals for Newport on loan, uh, and then. He went back to Swansea. He likes Swansea, doesn't he? Um, in March 2017, um, because unfortunately he was ruled out for the remainder of the season, so another injury um, blighted his season back then. Um, then he rejoined Newport in January 2018, but this was on a permanent deal for 18 months. And he went on to actually sign an extension. He played 122 games, scoring eight goals for Newport County which is, for you statos out there, that's a goal every 15 games. Just think about that, a goal every 15 games for Newport County. So, moving on to where he is now. Why do I feel like there's a test coming at the end? Yeah, you will be tested at the end of this, Angela, <laughs> uh, and there will be a prize. Um, so, he joined Bolton in June 2021. He scored on his debut in a three-all draw with MK Dons. For those who were there, remember it. Famous for Baptiste scoring the equaliser in the 170th minute. They were peeing in every rain. But Sheehan scored his first goal for us on that day, which is a beautiful 20-yard free kick. And I think it gave us a, a flavour of, of what we were going to see from Sheehan in terms of it just just the way that he plays football um he's just cultured in the way that he plays um unfortunately in november 21 um as we know the club confirmed that sheehan had been ruled out for the remainder of the season due to an acl injury um which obviously cut that sort of jump off where he started playing really well Put that short. Um, he signed a new deal with us in June this year, um, which was a two-year deal. But interestingly, so thinking about his Newport record of one goal in every 15 games, he's played 49 games for Bolton so far. That might have been before last night. Um, and he scored seven goals. Same. So that's one in seven. Yeah. So he, he's doubled. Better. Yeah. His output, more than doubled his output. Um, what a guy. What a player. Um, he's played five times at full international level. He's played at junior level, but full international level for Wales. Um, and what a player. What a player. 
Um, so there you go. That, in a nutshell, is a, a, a potted history of Josh Sheehan. And I quote... I think, I think Josh Sheehan is, is, is a player that, in terms of his quality and calibre, is a player that we should probably get used to in terms of standard that he's setting as time progresses. I think as we move further up the divisions, we'll see that players around will be of a similar... Because I think at the moment, he's a, technically, is a bit of a standout in, it, in terms of his ability. Mm. Probably on a par, possibly with Paris, maybe, from a technical yeah. standpoint. Uh, but yeah, I think it's exciting, really, that we should be looking forward to them. Players, again, you know, being as, 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 as a similar um, ilk. They're going to need to be as well, that's to the point, because if we're going to compete or sustain our place in the Championship, then we need to be, have better players in our in our squad. He, um, give, given his progression and his rate of progression, and obviously we've touched on the comparison between his output for us versus Newport, but it goes back you know, before that, that as he's as he's gone to a, as he's progressed to a higher level, it's improved his game, and he's yeah. moved with it. So he's he, he he's he's obviously a very very adaptable player. He's obviously taken a lot of information on board, and he's obviously performing you know to those higher levels by taking that information on, which I find quite interesting. Um, I'm not finished yet. Oh, so no. I'm just going to summarise with some statistics, which are courtesy of Callum. Thank you, Callum. Um, thank you. It's just unbelievable. It's just another a, another string to our bow to have Callum and his, and his, and his data. Um, yeah, what is his market value? That's a really good question. Through Callum? Um, no, that was from... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Callum, yeah, yeah. Sell him and make a profit. Yeah. Moneyball, yeah. fans all moneyball. There's there's rumours that the Saudi League want him. Um, <laughs> so, in Sheen's career with Bolton Wanderers, um, well, this season, sorry, uh, he's had three assists. He's created four big chances, which is a situation where a player is expected to score. Uh, 1.4 key passes per game, and that's a pass that directly leads to a shot. Um, his passing accuracy this season very high. Are you sat that? Go on. Do you, yeah, I mean, this is every game that he's played this season. What do you think his passing accuracy is? At? I reckon. It, oh, sorry. Eight. Seven, yeah. Seventy-two. Try eighty-nine percent. I wanted to give you somewhere to go with it. That's why I, I went. <laughs> I like it because I could have looked a right tip then. I? <laughs> I think we're coming at like ninety-four. Yeah, so eighty-nine percent is his passing accuracy. Um, 0.8 interceptions per game, which is something that he's adding to his game. Um, Three point two balls recovered per game. Interesting. So obviously the defensive side of his of his play is now progressing yeah uh, successful dribbles per 90 is 0.7 so 75 percent successful grand jewels one per 90 3.4 which is 65 percent um 
And finally, 15 carries per 90 minutes. And his average carry distance is over 10 and a half metres. His carrying, and dribbling, his carrying and dribbling stats are quite interesting. I think that's something that we've seen this season more more than previous with him. He's kind of like, I won't put him, quite put him in the same bracket as Mark Davis, but he's kind of like dribbling with, with that kind of style and that kind of technique and ability. Um, so that's quite he good. Has, um, he has that ability to dribble sideways as well, which may yeah. sound counterproductive, but it like doesn't. You, know, you are. Like a crab. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? I mean, you know, he, he's got that ability to, to dip and turn yeah, and, he can, and, and work both, on the horizontal, feet. but it opens up gaps. You can see it opening up spaces as he does it, and it's quite a... It, it's Don't really mind. interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, unique player. David has asked me, considering I'm well up on all my stats, <laughs> what time's his wife going to be on from work? Is that your <laughs> wife or Josh Williams? Or your wife, right. Um I'd probably say about quarter past ten, something like that. Maybe we probably best asking Callum about that, David. To be honest with you, because he, he, he <laughs> resident stat man. Yeah, stat man, John. Right. So there you go. So something a little bit different. I hope you enjoyed it. But I just thought that it, given his exceptional season, it, 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 he was worthy of that. So, can um can can you elaborate on Leslie's question? Did we get him on the free? Yeah, we know, weren't he? We did. Absolutely. Freeman's zero. Did we get him on a free, Leslie? Yes, we did. Oh, he's that good. And just I'm, gone. And just gone doing a podcast. She's gone doing it from a toilet. That's what she's gone doing. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh, oh we've, had a, we've, had a, we've had a formation reshuffle. We'll, we've got uh, three at the back. I mean, I think we've just about finished up tonight's episode, to be honest. Yeah. yeah but if you come back, you've got, you've got to let it back in, you know. Oh, I mean, oh, how long can we keep people waiting? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You go watch Champions League, you stay here long enough. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, thank you all for your wonderful support. Uh, you are all fantastic. And just thank come you. back and say goodbye. Uh, thank you all very, very much for joining. It is... Uh, hugely appreciated your comments your contributions are fantastic as always um so yeah thank you all very much and you can catch us again on friday evening with charlton live for another episode of the preview until then take Good. care Good. and we will see you soon yeah, I'm just wondering if you've got anything to add. Sorry, Virgie did be dirty. My internet's been terrible tonight. So, sorry. Yeah, you're all right. Uh, I was just saying the previews are good. That's all I'm saying, Ben. Yes, they are indeed. Uh, and if you want to get in on the action, then Friday night, half seven, we'll see you there. Until then, take care. Ciao. Sure.